Welcome to the Sparkling Podcast, where you will meet young minds making a large impact one idea at a time. In this episode, we're talking hacking the hiring code with Jonathan Javier, founder of One Salting. This is Ashna Reddy, your host. As USA Today reported earlier in May, unemployment rates have soared to 14.7%, with job losses reaching 20.5 million due to the coronavirus pandemic. A new statistic reported by CNBC claims that this percentage may actually rise to 32%, with job losses totaling out to 47 million. Aiming to curb this issue, Jonathan Javier, founder of One Salting and a very well-known LinkedIn influencer with roughly 32,000 followers, which is exponentially growing as we speak, is creating opportunity and directly helping individuals get back on track to finding a job or internship in order to move forward in their respective careers. Jonathan started One Salting prior to the coronavirus pandemic and gathered support beforehand, but as the pandemic approached and changed the landscape of the job market, he and his team have become a beacon of light and inspiration for many college undergrads and grads to push through and find opportunities. What's even more unique about this? All the events and services are completely free, and there is a serious and legitimate return on investing time in taking Jonathan's and his team's advice. So how did he do it? Why did Jonathan feel like he needed to start one salting? Once Holting was started in January 2019, the need for it was basically I came from a non-target school, a non-traditional background from UC Riverside. And I remember when I was graduating from college and I thought that the way to get into the tech industry, which was my dream industry, was to go through different industries before getting there. That's what the school really taught me. And that's what I learned from a lot of different peers and individuals. But I realized when I was able to get into Snapchat, Google, and Cisco without even applying and simply using LinkedIn, I realized that there is a need between bridging the gap between non-target schools and non-traditional background students and professionals, and then getting them into their dream careers. And so that's how OneSolty started. The mission here is to turn underdogs into winners by using the steps Jonathan used to do the same. So what exactly does One Salting offer in terms of services and events to do exactly that? So I've hit, I've, I honestly, like, I wish I could reply to everybody. I actually made a LinkedIn post about this that I wish I could reply and talk to everybody on the phone. But especially with me doing this full time starting at the end of the month, it has to come from One Salting. So, um, yeah, we basically offer consultations, which are consultations in regards to our different services, which is like resumes, LinkedIn strategies, uh, job opportunities, interview prep finding your passion, all those. We'll do those in a 30 to minute to one hour chat with student or professional who's trying to get into their career or just trying to find more about themselves. We also have a masterclass. Uh, we did our first masterclass about uh, two weeks ago. We had over 120 people attend, which was really good. And that was a good first time that we did that. And then we have two as well, our speaking engagements. We speak and partner with different universities and organizations from those universities and deliver these workshops that are tailored towards their needs. So we've done over 80 plus, or I think 85 now, in the past year and a half, which has been incredible. And we've received amazing feedback on each one. Running all of those events and services requires a team. So how did Jonathan assemble his team? How did he choose who would be the right fit to spread valuable knowledge and tips in order to grow one salting? 
I hand select all my mentees. There's about 40 of them now. I started with 20 of them, all coming from these non-target schools slash non-traditional backgrounds, and basically got all 20 of them into the top tech companies, which include Google, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, you name it, they've been in it, right? And the reason why I did this is because I basically taught them the exact strategies that I've used, especially in my career, to get into their own. And so by doing so, that we've been able to expand our team immensely uh, in regards to them helping out with different projects and initiatives, as well as having our COO, Jerry Lee, our UX designer, which is Justin Mack, and then four of our interns, who are Tony Andrews, Michelle Kim, uh, Kimmy Lack, and Sydney Chung. So we've grown a lot in regards to our team. Jonathan figured out a way to surround himself with like-minded individuals earlier on who believe in the mission, but what about funding? Was that something that was a prevalent part of the initial process? Good question, Ashna. So we actually have no expenses. <laughs> so um, we actually have not really paid for much, except when we pay our interns, right? But uh, what happens is we've been able to partner with so many different universities and organizations, and we don't need ads. Our advertising is basically free LinkedIn content creation, and we've been able to get, for example, like my content has usually around 100,000 views per post and Jerry's too as well. So we've been able to provide valuable content to people on LinkedIn during these times of uncertainty, showing them the ways of how to specifically get into their career networking. And then that translates into people who believe in our mission. And then that can translate into people who want to work with us one-on-one, want to attend our master classes, who want to do workshops with us. And that is when it turns from that freemium model to that premium model. While it's free to post content and advertisement on platforms like LinkedIn, the content has to be valuable for a following to grow. So what attracted people to Jonathan's posts, his ideas, and tips? Yeah, I mean, I feel like people were just drawn in because of the fact that, number one, I've worked at Snapchat, Google, and Cisco, and I never applied to any of them, and I come from UC Riverside, and I went into a strategy and operations role, which is extremely rare and probably one of the hardest fields to get into in non-tech. Then we have Jerry Lee, who's a senior strategy ops manager from Google, graduated from Babson College. He's worked at one company since graduating. I think what attracts people to consulting is that Jerry and I, we just graduated about two and a half, three years ago. We try to be very relatable, especially to the individuals that we speak with and we communicate with because we were just in their shoes not too long ago. This is more than just posting ideas and thoughts. This is really truly getting people to think from your perspective and believe in your ideas, which is difficult to do, especially on such a large scale. So what are his pointers for making the best possible LinkedIn post? Yeah, I think what draws people into LinkedIn posts is authenticity. For me, I honestly take about 10 to 15 minutes to make a LinkedIn content post. And usually people always ask me like, yeah, how long do you take? Like I take about a few hours and I'm like, honestly, just put what's on your mind, but make sure that there's value value and takeaways from what you're saying, right? Because a lot of people uh, will post and it'll just be something random about accomplishment that they did, but they never talk about the steps that they took to complete that accomplishment. What happens is people do get value, but they repeat the same thing. You have to spice it up. You got to change it up every single time. Due to tips like these, Jonathan and his team get upwards of 100 messages per day. So what are the most common ones and why are certain ones not particularly the right approaches from Jonathan's perspective? Yeah, so the most common messages, Ashna, is literally, there's three different ones, right? Number one, hey, Jonathan, I would love to work at Cisco. That's one. Number two, 
hey, Jonathan, you know, I, 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 uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for connecting. I'd love to hop on the phone, which is fine, right? But these people are the ones who never engage with my content. That's the second part. The third part is, hey, Jonathan, hope your day is going well. I love your career story. I'd love to hear more about it. And these people are the ones who engage with my content and the ones who stay communicative with different things and take time to do the research. The first part is that people will ask strictly for referrals and they haven't even built rapport with an individual. This is completely wrong because what happens is you are treating a professional as a professional. You should treat a professional as a human being because then that creates a rapport and creates a relationship, which is then will lead ultimately to a referral. The second one is something that I, t- I teach at a high level, but the thing is they don't go the extra mile. And so what, what I mean is they'll say like, hey, you know, I'd love to chat with you on the phone sometime. Please let me know when you have the chance. I greatly appreciate it. And they'll be like this. I love, I love your content. I love your story. But then when I go look at them, I'm like, I don't know this person. The reason being is because, you know, pop up in my head. And then when that happens, I know for a fact that they didn't even engage with any of the content that I posted. Trying to reply to every single message was getting a bit tough for the team. So what was the process of keeping up with this type of demand? When everything started blowing up, I mean, I already received a lot of messages, but it went to excess of over 100 plus messages that I would receive. I would honestly be burned out. I was like, wow, like there's too many messages. I cannot deal with it. Right. But for me, when I see a problem, I try to develop a solution towards it. So what I did was I created the one salting job board with Jerry and we specifically put our content into there, segmented into six categories. The six categories are the six things that students and professionals and job seekers always ask for. And so what happens when the student reaches out to us, we send them that job board and are like, hey, we've already talked about this in our past content. Here you go. Then they will go search for that information and then go find it and use it, especially in their careers, which then leads to opportunities for them. But yeah, I mean, we've been doing the speaker series that we've been doing every single month. Our next speaker series is gonna be absolutely incredible. Last speaker series, we had 13,000 people, actually more, um, attend. I'm expecting a lot more. Be on the lookout, everybody. As Jonathan mentioned, their goals have been surpassed within the last few months. But throughout the process, Jonathan revealed some of the challenges that have come along with gaining such a following. A lot of different individuals have been, for example, utilizing the Wonsulting name and putting it into their work, even though they just they they, they don't really support Wonsulting, they're just using the name. Which I mean, it's totally fine, but like definitely, if you are going to utilize the name, you know, like don't say like, oh, I'm utilizing this name just to get more likes. Your posts should do well if they're valuable and they have good takeaways. The problem isn't the tag. The problem is they tag the whole team, and then the whole team gets very overwhelmed. And here's an example of one of the bigger scam issues that Wonsulting has had to deal with. There's an instance where someone actually tagged our whole team. Uh, we have this Wonsulting project 2020, then took the project and literally popular, people thought it was Wonsulting. And then what happened was they all signed up for it. We see now probably a hundred messages about it. They're like, hey, I love the Excel. I, I signed up for the Excel sheet. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, they thought there was an Excel sheet going around for Wonsulting. And so then I realized someone was actually doing it and saying that it was from Wonsulting when it wasn't. And they were trying to kind of, I don't know, scam people which is not, it's unfortunate, like people have to do that. But I mean, that's why I have to make sure that our, that we, our initiatives are our initiatives and make sure that no one is trying to be misleading the people because that's what we hate to do. Clearly, with this type of following, Jonathan and his team are looking to make sure their followers know what is legitimate and what is being wrongly promoted in their name. This is especially crucial during this pandemic when there is so much uncertainty. 
That's why Jonathan and his team are so trusted. So during this time, what should job seekers be doing to maximize their return? I personally believe that you should be networking 80% and you should be applying 20%. The reason being is because what happens is during this time, the positions that are posted online, some of them are old and some of them haven't been taken down. The reason why they haven't been taken down and I've seen some posts in regards to why have they been taken down? You know why? It's because the employees, the recruiters and the sources have been forelogged or they've been laid off. So they can't take it down. They've allocated their time towards different things. Right? So you have to consider that as a factor because you don't want to be wasting your time applying to 100 jobs during COVID-19 and you know that a company's not hiring. You want to make sure that you network and place your eggs in different baskets and plant your seeds in different soils because when COVID-19 ends, the people that are able to plant their seeds in the soils right now are going to be the ones who exceed in the next recruiting cycle. So ultimately, how does Jonathan measure success? There have been tens of thousands of people who have been affected by one thing in a very positive way. And some of them, the crazy part, Ashna, is I've never worked with them one-on-one. The reason being is because of the content and the inspiration and motivation that they are instilled in when they see our content. It's just amazing because you can help someone that you've never even contacted before. I'm reached out to all the time by a lot of students and a lot of professionals who are like, hey, Jonathan, you've inspired me. You've made an impact on me. And that is the awesome part about one thing because if you're able to impact people without even knowing that you're impacting them, that is job fulfillment. For anyone interested in starting something, here is Jonathan's advice. Let's just say this. You're an entrepreneur and you want to start your own pokey shop. Well, how would you start it? You probably don't know how to make pokey, right? What happens if you just worked in a pokey restaurant for six months and learned the process inside and out? And then you open your own pokey restaurant based on the things that you've learned from a successful company. A lot of people make the mistake in which they just jump into entrepreneurship when in fact they don't even have the idea solidified. They don't have any scalability. They don't have, for example, like knowing what's going to happen in two years. You have to make sure that you have a process set out in which where, how are you going to reach these goals? How are you going to meet expectations? By doing so, you're able to then build your reputation and your branding. Getting a chance to speak with Jonathan about his story was awesome because his ideas have been championed on LinkedIn on a very large scale throughout the last couple of months. So seeing as so many people were using his advice to jumpstart their careers and or find opportunities during this pandemic made me really curious about the process of getting to the point in which he has influence over people's actions. So thank you so much to Jonathan for being on this episode of the Sparkling Podcast and sharing the steps you took to get where you are now. Feel free to add Jonathan on LinkedIn. Their website is onesalting.com and you can email hello at onesalting.com for more information on their services and the events that you can attend. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Don't forget to hit the follow button so you don't miss a Sparkling episode every other Wednesday and give the podcast a review if you haven't already. You can also follow this podcast on Instagram and Twitter at sparklingpod, all lowercase. Thank <laughs> you.